Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome to the show. Today we have Laura DeFranco. Laura is the owner and founder of Brave Healer Productions, which specializes in publishing and business strategy for holistic health and wellness professionals. Her mission is to wake the world up to what's possible, one brave word at a time. Laura, welcome to the show today. Thank you. I'm excited to have this conversation. Oh, good. Me too. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Well, could we start out with me, you explaining a bit more about who you are and uh, what Brave Healer Productions does, like a bit more detail? Yeah, thank you. So I spent 30 years in a physical therapy career. So I am a holistic health and wellness professional myself. I did that for many, many years. And about mm, Brave Healer Productions is about seven, eight years old now. So about seven or eight years ago, I started up business number two to help my fellow healers. I had learned a lot about business, writing, published some of my own books. And I knew that my colleagues wanted to do some of those same things too, but they needed a little help. And so I started publishing my own books and then helping other people publish their books and work on their blogging, their copywriting. Essentially, you know, healers don't learn about how to talk about themselves in in a way that people really get it. None of them went to marketing school. Neither did I, you know, and so that's that publishing company now is really meant to serve my healer friends who are getting their magic out into the world in a bigger way. Oh, that's lovely. So do you find your role to be often is often to sort of uh, put words around what they've have had a difficult time defining? Sometimes I think a lot of, you know, sometimes your bio is the hardest thing to write, like talking about yourself and you don't want to brag and you don't want to sound this way or that way. And that's all a mindset issue, but, um, sometimes helping them talk about themselves. I I remember one gal and I, I worked the bio a little bit and sent it to her and she typed me back and she's like, oh my gosh, I burst into tears. You get me. I'm like, yes, of course I get you. And sometimes you need help. Other people can see you and they need help writing the words that have the feel in them, that have the emotion, that have the, oh my gosh, that's me. That's who I am and who I want to be in the world, right? So books, bios, blah, you know, anything that you're communicating, including speaking. Right. So what... Uh, what does this look like for you on like a daily basis? Do you 
is, is it just multiple projects or can you it's, explain it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> multiple projects. So Brayfield yeah. Productions is publishing 20 collaborations in 2023. Mm -hmm. Like my 23 is, is sold out. Mm -hmm. um, we published 22 amazing Amazon bestsellers in 2022. Those are nice numbers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, and so, you know, my daily routine is really community building, getting our authors together, coaching the writing, working on the actual production and the behind the scenes things of the books. But the rest of it is me being here with you and just being the face of my company and sharing my passion with you guys and just my message and, you know, getting out there. Right. Now, what was it like for you getting started? Now, I'm sure it wasn't just like 2022 with so, with so much happening. What was it like at the beginning and how did you keep yourself going as a, as a new business owner? This is such a, a brilliant question. You know, nobody is the overnight success. There are multiple year, right? So I had transitioned with two businesses. My physical therapy practice was going here in my home and I opened up Brave Healer Productions and it was about five years of a transition, if you know what I mean there. I, I couldn't leap. I was too afraid. The bread and butter was over here and I was just too afraid to let that go and jump. And mm -hmm. honestly, uh, you know, March of, of 2020, COVID did it for me. So mm -hmm. COVID shut my physical therapy practice down in a day. And after about a week of panicking, I woke up on March 20th of 2020, dreaming a dream mm -hmm. about bringing my healers together. And I ran in my pajamas uh, from my dream to my laptop. And I typed in a little note and I said, listen, you guys, um, it was a group where I was teaching a class. And I said, listen, the world needs to understand how to heal at home right now. Let's write a book for them and teach them all of our brilliant self-healing techniques that we teach every day in our practices. And in 48 hours, 24 of my healer friends said, yes, I want to do that. And five weeks after that, we published the first collaborative book on Amazon to a number one bestseller. Like in the book world, you guys, nothing happens in five weeks, especially yeah. with a project management where you're dealing with, you know, 25 people getting their chapters in on time and all of that. Right. Um, and I honestly just thought, oh, hey, this is really exciting. I thought it was a one-off and I had been in collaborations before. So it wasn't like I hadn't had the idea. I just never thought to do it myself. Um, and a week after we published, I had a friend email me and say, Laura, when are you doing the next one? <laughs> and I said, oh. well, today, I guess, you know. And yeah. so since that date, we have um, published 51 books. Wow. And like, so that is my magical miracle story. I have been running around following the divine orders from the universe ever since. And in the beginning, to answer your question, it was terrifying. Because mm -hmm. I decided to make the leap and I was like, I'm not going back. Yeah, I, I have to leap and I have to go 150% and it's, it's all or nothing. I'm either going to do this or I'm not going to do this. So mm -hmm. once you make the decision, I think the anxiety drops a tiny bit, but then, you know, you got to figure out how to make it happen at that point and how to bring income in and how to cover your expenses and all the things, right. That we, 
that we tend to worry about, but I made it happen. Um, I'm not telling you, I don't have a daily level of anxiety still. Mm. I do. You know, I do, I do, but it's rolling in the community building. If I had to give you all one tip about how to make that happen, it would be to build the community around your business that is going to serve that business. Mm -hmm. And that was huge for me. Could you talk a bit more about that on building the community around your business? Could you maybe uh, define what it means for you and what it would look like maybe for someone else? I had a community that had been building through a Facebook group before that story I told you, and they were healers coming in to learn about building their businesses. And I was teaching classes and writing and copywriting and marketing and all the things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that community started literally with a couple people. It grew to a couple hundred people. And then with that first book project, those 24 awesome people who trusted me and said yes, Mm -hmm. that began to expand, but because I was pouring back into them. I think as a business owner, you are constantly worried about new leads, new new clients, new leads, got to get more, got to go out to all the bazillion people out there and get myself some new people. But what mm-hmm. about the people already in front of you? Yeah. And we forget, right? That those, even if it's two people or five people in your small community, it's still the place where you can go back and pour into them. Hey, what do you need? How can I support you? What do you need to know for what's going on in your world right now? And by doing that, I would get great ideas about the next course I needed to create or the next book I needed to write Mm -hmm. or the next community event that I needed to hold because these people were actually asking for it. Yeah. And then guess what happens when you do that? More people come in. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because you're, you're, I, I stopped guessing is one bottom line of this. I went out to the people who were already there and I interviewed them. I talked to them. I poured into them. I Mm -hmm. gave a lot of time for free. I did a lot. And Mm -hmm. then I learned and started to create things that I didn't have to guess what people wanted anymore. I knew what they wanted. So So do you find that that alleviated some of the anxiety around from the beginning? It, it, it did. And maybe um, as a fellow alien, amazing person, you know that I think there are some of us um, beings who are super highly creative, big time entrepreneurial. We're writers, we're artists, we're creators, we are visionaries. And I actually have a theory about the anxiety in those individuals. Yeah. And it is just that it's a little other level. So you have to get to know yourself. You have to understand how to use that feeling and energy as fuel. Yeah. And you need to learn how to shut down what you're making it mean, the feeling inside of you. Mm -hmm. And choose something healthier because, you know, the mind, the thoughts, that anxiety, it's what you're making a feeling in your body mean. That's Mm -hmm. the problem. And so as a physical therapist, holistic healer, practitioner, part Mm -hmm. of my whole career was learning how to speak that body speak. 
Right. So my, I turned the word mindful into body full a long time ago. Oh, and tell me more about that. Yeah. Mindset <laughs> really starts here in, in, in and around that terrible feeling you feel around your heart when you are anxious Yeah. or the one you feel in your gut mm-hmm. or whatever, however it manifests inside of your physical being. That's the place you start there. You meditate because you want to connect there. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, you get to know your patterns. You get to know that ruminating mind of yours. You get mm-hmm. to know how to shift it, flip the switch to something that serves the vision. So underneath my practice is a really big purposeful vision. You got to know what you want. And that is where my story started is like, I finally gave myself time to answer the question, what is it that I actually want in this life of mine? Yeah. So it came from desire, but it, it expanded because I was connected to my body and mind both. Mm -hmm. I could go on and on about this one. So you got to stop me. No, (laughs) no, I don't want to. (laughs) This is a good topic. You know, it's, I think it's foundational. Uh, yes. Yes. So, um, I mean, I can give some direction. Part of it is that I was struck with is the, what do I want? And it's simply because uh, through it, that's a theme I consistently hear from, from well, clients, but I think the, in general, it's as if we've become disconnected from what, from who we are. So we don't even know what we want. And with you talking about starting with the body, that is the place to start with figuring out what you want. Correct. It's, um, it's profound. And one of the very first exercises that I teach about mindset is a body feeling kind of exercise. I help people make lists of what hell yes feels like in their body and hell no feels like in their body. So if you think about what a no to your soul feels like Mm -hmm. it's tight. It's constricting. It's cold. It's a no, it is, Mm -hmm. you are feeling it physically. And then if you pop over to the yes, Mm -hmm. it's like, let's go. This is it. This is my soul is alive here. It's light. Mm -hmm. It's strong. It's excited. It's a smile. There is such a different body over here than there is over here. And so I would have um, my people make lists of those things, cheat sheets, and they could look at it on this piece of paper and go, oh, you know, this is not the yes. Cool. You can be clear. This is not a yes for you. Mm -hmm. So we just, you know, devised a way to learn that, that body talk, that GPS you have there every single day waiting for you to learn its language. Is that one of the ninja moves? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) These are the ninja moves. This is definitely the ninja move. And you know, what's so fun is you can't go back from this kind of awareness. So once you are good at feeling this, you Mm -hmm. you'll know instantly. So the trick question is, well, Laura, what if it's an, I don't know. What if it's like in the middle? It's not a yes. It's not a no. Well, and I don't know a gray area, a middle of the road. Guess what? That's not a yes. So it's a no. And so that's the big one for me is like, oh, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And so as soon as that one came through, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got the magic golden ticket to the universe here. Like I now know. So with awareness, you get a choice. Mm -hmm. And once you know your language, you know, there's no going back. No. (laughs) So I have to laugh that because it's so true. For those who are wrestling with that, um, have you, first of all, did you wrestle with your yeses and nos at all? And then all the time. Yeah. I, I mean, I have kids, so I wrestle with my yeses and nos. I have people who I have responsibility for and who I care for deeply. And so do I say yes when I mean no sometimes? Yeah, I still do it. Mm-hmm. But the older and wiser I've gotten, the more I realize I'm actually not serving anyone, including my kids, by going against that GPS. Right. Because every single time I... I make that wrong choice, the feeling inside is not good. Mm-hmm. And that energy drops. And then I'm not serving anyone around me with a lower vibe kind of crappy energy. Right. right? And so I've, it, it's hard in certain instances is I guess what I wanted to say about that. And I'm getting better and better and better at the boundaries of that, setting them for myself and realizing that I'm actually doing those people I love the most, the best service by sticking to it for myself. Yeah. So what have you found is difficult then when you have to say no, or you have to say yes, and you feel it in your body, but maybe your head is disagreeing, or maybe I could even flip that for somebody else who's experiencing it too, where they're like, but I have to do this thing. Or if I say, if I stop doing something in my business that I know doesn't feel good in my body, it's all going to fall apart. (laughs) Well, when you choose for what feels good, there's always, and I will definitely say an always, this just has never failed me, a freedom in it. Yeah. If you're going to fall back into what your mind is doing after you make the choice, that'll be a problem if you get stuck in there too long. And I think the ninja move is how quickly you can move out of that pit, you know, that you're wallowing in down there and realize what you're doing and just breathe again. I'm going to get people back into their body just Mm -hmm. go to a meditation space for a couple of minutes, do a little bit of breath work, feel your feet. Remember you have feet because everything happens from the neck up when we're anxious or we're worried or that, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I don't even have a body. I'm just thinking, 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 overthinking and Mm overanalyzing. So drop down, ground yourself into your pelvic bowl, take those breaths down low, clear your mind you made a choice that felt better for you. You know that because you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are so quick to act on top of that decision, justify themselves, try to explain themselves away, apologize for the decision they made for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Stop all that nonsense. Just pause, you know, take a break, get still for a couple of minutes, be okay with the decision you made. Mm -hmm. And it's a, you know, maybe I make it sound easy, but this is a practice and it's definitely a discipline at the ninja levels of it. And so with whatever you're being faced with, you've got an opportunity to practice. 
Right. I think that's the best way to put it because so often once we realize, oh, this is, this is the shift I need to make, think it should be done and perfect every single time. And yet, right. It's that just creates another problem for us. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, the perfection thing is rough. You know, you're making me think of an example, like, um, when the business got big enough to add a team and I was in the hiring and firing mode for the very first time in my business career, Yeah, that brought up a lot of this problem where I was, I'm just mostly a nice person and I don't want to hurt people's feelings. And I, you know, yeah. And so when something wasn't working out, I was giving them three, four, five chances. I was right. And so, but that was me not trusting the feeling inside. I already knew the answer, right? I already knew it wasn't working out. So why wasn't I listening then? Right. So y'all are going to have examples where it's harder. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that right there, that example, I feel like is so huge, especially I'm going to say for women, um, we convince ourselves to stay it, be it a coworker or a marriage. Cause immediately that just made me think of my divorce. Yes. <laughs> Let's give another I, chance. Let's give another chance. Exactly. You and I have that in common as well. The, the, that was the beginning. And the very first thing that I did to stand up for myself was ask for my divorce and, right. oh, was that difficult? And, oh, the aftermath of mind. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast. Mind F. fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, the mind yeah. fuck is so bad that you get stuck again. So ninja, right? We're becoming ninjas. We're becoming agile and strong and flexible and quick to respond because we are in our body and aware. Yeah. And it's nice to be triggered, but not be triggered for more than a second or two because I fall back into my body and go, Oh wait, Whoa, what's that feeling? Like, Hmm, let's, let's see what else is possible here. Right. You know? I, yes, there's, I think we, so many, well, again, I'll just say women, not to discount men's experiences by any means with this, but we leave our bodies so early because of the, we're not feeling good. It's no, no, no. And then to have to enter back in feels scary. It does. Um, And for any of us who have had trauma, it's even scarier. And we, we don't want to be in here here is not safe. And so we're not used to being in there from a power, strong perspective, you know? And so that's a, gosh, that's a healing journey. It's a practice. It's sometimes lifelong for people totally doable though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so important because at the beginning, I think so often it feels like it's not doable and it comes out in so many ways, like we're talking about, especially when you start a business are running a business in relationship, all types of relationships and making decisions to stay or go. It's always an opportunity for this (laughs) practice. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be, um, executed 100% well every single time, nor should it. Exactly. I reframed mistakes and failures as stepping stones a while ago. And, you know, bring on the mistakes I'm learning. So, you know, I don't want to be making them every day. I get smarter and I make better choices, but 
big mistakes and failures have always on the other side been an opportunity for huge growth and possibility. So now that I know that, and I look at that, I don't have to get stuck so long in it. Or, you know, I remember a comment on a blog, literally, this was like one of the worst ones. You know, when you play bigger in the world with your messages, it's not mm -hmm. if the critics will come out, it's when. Yeah. And so one little comment on a blog, and I was sent for a week into a trigger spin that was a bummer because what a waste. I could have been writing a blog for someone else during that week. I could have been doing some magic for somebody else that week. But I was so stuck in my head about this, what this one person was saying about my words yeah. that I, I got paralyzed and I wasn't, you know, the opportunity would be that I could have helped somebody else, maybe even changed their life that week. Who knows, right? Mm -hmm. So that's my message to people is like, you know, that's going to happen, but it's up to you where you focus. Mm -hmm. And you know how that goes. Like there was a hundred other positive comments. It was just that one. Yeah. <laughs> but that is so relatable. I, that situations like that tend to take more people down than anything else. I, I, I think. And it is mind boggling. I think when you're on the outside looking in at somebody, you're saying, but look at how amazing you are. And all these other people said it. And who cares what this random troll who doesn't even have a profile picture. Exactly. <laughs> that is so, so true. It's such what, um, we get so stuck there. What was your, what was your ninja move for that? Well, I wish I could say I had more ninja moves back then, but I did get to writing my next piece for one of my secrets is that there is a woman in my life who started out as a stranger to me, but became a friend and became a massive inspiration. And what I learned from her is that people are reading and watching, even if they're not engaging, they're paying attention. And you can be changing someone's life in the background without even knowing the impact of your beautiful message. Right. And I was lucky enough that she actually reached out. So I got to hear the impact. And when that, that time was happening that week and I was messed up in my head about this, what this one person was thinking, I didn't, I hadn't met her yet. And so it was too bad that I got stuck, but eventually I let time pass a little bit and I refocused myself on the mission, which is what we talked about earlier. What do you want? What's your big goal and vision and mission for what you want for your life? Get back mm -hmm. to it. Don't right. waste your time. Not one more day. Right. So that's what I eventually did. It's just, don't we all wish it could be a little faster? <laughs> well, that comes with the practice, right? Each time. Exactly. As long as you show up and do it now, the, what do you want question was, you know, as I said earlier with everybody seemingly asking that, how were you able to figure that out? And how do you help others figure that out? Mm. You know, the big thing with your purpose and what you're supposed to be doing on the planet and that feeling is really that it comes down to a feeling, but I wrote a poem once upon a time that is called purpose has a face. And it really was about my friend, Shirley, who I just told you about mm -hmm. your, your purpose isn't 
a cause. It isn't the ultimate outcome for a business. Your purpose has a face and a name. And it's the feeling behind knowing that the goodness that you're putting out into the world is actually spreading goodness for another human, which means that that human and her five children are now having the benefit of that. It's the ripple. Mm-hmm. So the it's a feeling here. And sometimes it's hard to put words on that feeling of what you want. What do you want? I want to be ecstatic. And I avoided using the word happy just now on purpose. Yeah. I want to feel fiercely alive every day, knowing I'm making a difference, being my full on hippie, sexy, crazy, badass self. Like I want to just be her. And in that the enthusiasm bubbles up and my passion bubbles up and, um, you know, everything comes from that energy. I want to feel adored. I, mm-hmm. I avoided using the word loved on purpose just now. I want the up-leveled energies of these thing, the things that I want, that everyone thinks they want to be happy or they want love or they want a great relationship or they want a better job. Right. You want things because you want to feel a certain way. And this, you guys, you know, this is in so many books. What you want is a feeling. It's not a thing mm-hmm. or, a, you know, a, a great anything. Now is the awesome business going to help me feel these ways? Sure. I don't separate business from life though. In my world, I live an amazing life. It includes running a business. And so I don't believe in this work-life balance thing that people love to talk about. I just love my job. I have my business. I do this awesome thing every day that I love. And guess what kind of energy I get to be in every day? (laughs) You know, the one you want. (laughs) Exactly. So what you want, you are either creating for yourself right this second, Mm -hmm. or you are not. And mindset ultimately is exactly about that. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you understand what you don't want, hence divorce, Mm -hmm. hence job change, hence a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And under finally getting to the place where you understand what you really don't want helps you move over to. Yeah. And that's kind of my story too. I love that. Well, so I think that being able to say that out loud to people allows them to go, okay, it takes away that the guilt that comes with, or the, the, whatever bad feelings come with, oh, but this was a no, or I, I went and I spent time doing this and it was the the wrong thing. And instead of it being, oh, that gave you some really good information. <laughs> I mean, everything happens for you. So really, even the things that you feel like were mistakes led you in a direction. Those are awesome opportunities. Those are the stepping stones. Mm -hmm. So with your new ninja moves, you choose better. That's all. Right. But the universe is going to bring you to the place, no matter what decisions you're making. Um, Some of them didn't feel as good as others, but it still moved you in a direction. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. what's, you know, what is the feeling now? What is the feeling now? Every breath, you know, what, oh my gosh, we have so many opportunities to choose. 
And some of us were conditioned into the shoulds and supposed tos. And so we're constantly making decisions that don't feel good, but we're making Mm -hmm. them because our parents, teachers, mentors, life, society told us we should be doing that to be happy. Right. And then when you wake up to the idea that you have never sat with yourself and asked yourself, what do you want to feel happy? Like that light bulb should blast the world, how bright it is, because it's going to change everything. I mean, my answer was none. I had given myself no time to answer that question. Right. And so when I did, everything changed. Yeah. Which is so beautiful. And to be able to speak that life into somebody who's on the one side, just even that simple awareness of you actually get to choose. (laughs) Everything. It's so powerful. With awareness, you get the choice. So Mm -hmm. awareness is the ninja move at whatever level you're practicing. Right. And it's going to change everything. Stick to what you know is good for your soul. Your body is telling you every single day. So how often are you going against that? And how often are you going for that? And tip the scale toward the four and just tip it every day, tip it every day, little bit, little bit, pretty soon you'll be living over there and you won't even have to tip anymore because you'll just be there and you'll know, and your decisions will be feeding that beautiful energy. And that's, you know, the ninja moves I think are about being there more often And my percentages have improved, you know, I'm there like nine in the nineties. Now, I don't know that any of us reaches that hundred percent thing. We all have stuff that comes up, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and then when you get to a certain other level, those percentages can get a little wonky when you're trying to solidify this new place of being in a way, which. That's a great point. The the upper limit. Have you read that book? The big leap. The big leap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you hit it, get ready (laughs) to go through the whole thing over. And you look up to the sky and you're like, haven't I been here before? Like, didn't I learn this lesson already? And, you know, yeah, you just have to get ready to be challenged again. It's nothing that we perfect or master. Our mastery is that we wake up and practice. We remember to practice is the mastery, I think. Oh, yes. And then the wonderful thing that happens at that moment when you're like, oh, shit, okay, new new thing is what is needed. You can start to begin to trust and realize it's going to come to you because there will be new bits of information that you're receiving or that is, that's needed and they show up. They do. I know. And it's really, that's what gets me so excited because ultimately the practice is a heightened form of manifestation ability. Right. And when you get to play there, you'll start saying, Ooh, I got to be careful what I wish for (laughs) because it's fast and it's furious and you got to be on point. And that's why I use the word ninja so often. And because I have a martial arts background, you guys, Mm -hmm. I use that word all the time, right? Like, you know, when you become a black belt, you just figure out what you don't know. Not everything, you know, yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, it's what makes it fun because there's so many cool things that can happen over there in that playground. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Right. Well, so what do you wish for now? 
<laughs> what do I wish for? Um, I wish for the ability to continue to detach from the outcomes presented to me. Mm -hmm. And that move of mindset for me has been an incredible gift. I, I wish for the ability to detach almost instantly when something is presented that feels really, really bad. And when, when you talk to people like me and we're talking about all these wonderful, positive things, sometimes what people don't realize is because I'm not always telling these stories because I choose mm. to keep my vibe high. But what yeah. you don't realize is that we've been through some of the biggest trials the biggest challenges, the most horrifying things. And we've gotten to this place only because we choose not to be stuck in the story. Yeah. And we can verbalize where we are and where we choose to verbalize mm -hmm. in a very particular way. Because if I go there for you, it might be relatable, mm -hmm. but it will also pull things in a direction. Am I making sense with that? Uh, yes, you are okay. to me. So maybe let's, maybe we can add some, a bit more specifics for people just in case they're going, I don't get it. And we're like, no, we totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you, when you talk, to, when you listen to podcasts and you're listening to motivational, inspirational information, mm -hmm. and you're listening to people who have walked their walk and they seem to have their shit together. <laughs> Um, I think that some of us have been through the worst possible circumstances in our lives, the bigger pain, the bigger trauma, the bigger things you've been through are what create who you are now. And so I, I never take for granted who I'm with or who I'm talking to. You just don't know what they've been through. Mm -hmm. And so when you, um, kind of, again, I'm going to say, come back into your body a little bit and understand that my energy comes from a very purposeful choice of words and passion. Mm -hmm. I curate my moments with my thoughts and my words. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I guess that's the, the short version of it. You get to choose mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that curating your moments. It's so true. It's such a beautiful way to, to put words around what is possible for us. I met somebody who is um, into the art world and that curation word came up the other day and I fell yeah. in love with it because she was teaching us about when you create your spaces, you know, literally like my little rainbow wall back there or mm -hmm. the books I put on my shelf back there. Mm -hmm. um, but even in your living spaces that when you really set an energy and intention and you curate what's around you, you to help you feel a particular way that you want to feel. Oh, does that feel good? Well, yes. <laughs> why can't we do it with our inner circle of business people? Why mm. can't we do it with the thoughts that we have every day? What about the stories we tell about ourselves? Mm -hmm. I could have told you a couple different versions of the divorce story. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, you know, I mean, we all yeah. have the stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's mostly a positive one, but people don't think about it like that. You know, yeah. they go into the pit of what that was for them. 
Yeah. But, you know, the moment presents itself as an opportunity to choose. And I think that's really the ultimate move. <laughs> it is. And you're right with the words. I, I love to say I'm happily divorced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Laura, this has been such a pleasure. I wish we had even more time to talk, but alas, <laughs> good things must sometimes come to an end. Uh, could you please, for those listening, uh, share with them where they can find you if they'd like to know more about you or to work with you, even though you're booked up for 2023? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the one pr particular project, uh, kind of project that we have going on. So I would love to chat with you all if you want to talk books, if you want to talk business or anything else that we have going on. But come over to bravehealer.com. That's the best place to visit. And you'll have a contact form there. You're going to see all the stuff that we're up to. And you can find me on Facebook, Brave Healer Productions. You know, I'm a little addicted to Facebook. We'll need to pull off of that for 23. But um, I love to help you all just understand what's possible in terms of sharing your magic with the world. So that's the passion behind it. So yeah, come and come and chat. Oh, beautiful. I love it. Laura, thank you so much for your time and for giving your attention and just being here with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for this topic. And thanks for your knowledge and wisdom and passion for this topic. I think it's so important. And I really appreciate you um, having me on to join you in the conversation. Oh, you're so welcome. Bye now. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.